Alola. Alola. (laughs) Drop the ball. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the ninth episode of Alola from Sun and Pokemon Sun and Moon. I am your host, SBJ. And with me today, I have Micah. Hello. And I have Irene. (laughs) Hi. And here we are talking about Pokemon. Interesting. Tell me more. If you are new to this series, hopefully this part isn't going to be spoiler, but I wouldn't I don't know why you would start off on episode nine when we're we're late. Yeah, that seems like a bad idea. We're I late, mean, we're late. If you're so coming clearly. in right now and this is your first experience with the miniseries, please go uh, back. turn this off and go start over. Start at one. Uh but we are starting off with going back. We just finished our our, our ghost trial. And we're gonna we're gonna end this episode with um after another Team Skull appearance. So that's pretty vague, but that's... A big one. That, yeah, that's what, what we're going to leave off with, and maybe we'll uh, see if Irene's mind has changed on Team Skull up to this point. But If you've done a big Team Skull thing, then you're good. Yeah. Then if you y- haven't, and you don't know what the big Team Skull thing is, don't. that's it, turn it off. Yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious what the big Team Skull thing is. Uh, so you, sh- you should know going into this episode. But uh, let's get the show on the road here. So we just finished the ghost trial. Maybe some of you stuck around to catch a mimic you or not. I most certainly did. I did too. It took me like four minutes. But we left off leaving uh, Lily at the Ether house to rest up. Uh, we were warned last episode from Gladian, of all people, to make sure that the Cosmog that Lily has is safe. Because if it gets into the wrong hands, that could be bad. And so we return to the ether house. And we actually are... We see a familiar face. Not a good one. But we see Big Sister, a.k.a. Plumeria. Not my starter. Not, not your starter. Not Primarina. Not, not, not Primarina. Not Primarina. Nope. Uh, so we see uh, Plumeria there and some Team Skull. And they are causing some issues at the... At the Ether House. Sure are. We find out, after you defeat Plumeria and do that interaction, that the young goose that one of the kids has was actually stolen by Team Skull. Now, your mission is to get it back. And Lily uh, encourages you to, you know, she doesn't know a lot of Pokemon trainers. She has seen you help many... She has had you help her many times. She's asked to, for you to get the young goose back. The kids. For, the ones for the kids. that you, you battled before. Yep, for the kids. The yeah. preschoolers. The preschoolers. Who, how, how did they, who gave these kids Pokemon? They're not old enough to They're be They're not trainers. old enough. <laughs> who gave these Pokemon to these kids? So in order to get the young goose back, you have to uh, do some surfing. She, she tells you to meet a dude in a kimono on Route 15, which is just a beach. Six, 16? Is it 16? I don't know. It's it's literally a beach. It's not even really a route, no, I is think it? It's just a beach. Yeah, it's just right off the side, yeah. off to the left. Uh, that person's name is Grimsley? Grimsley. Yeah. And Who's they, a huge bummer. This is the coin flip guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he says that he's going to flip a coin, ask if it's heads, tails, or neither. I think all three of us actually picked neither. We did. Yeah. So I want to know what happened if anyone picked heads or tails. Yes, please. Specifically this. If you did something else, let us know. Let us know at Pokemon Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we all picked neither, but either way, I'm assuming whatever a- answer you pick, uh, he gives you the 
Uh, Sharpedo Ride Pager. Yep. Which, at this, like, is there any reason to go back to using Lapras? You can fish with Lapras. You can't fish with Sharpedo. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, so, yeah, you use the Sharpedo, break through some rocks, and you make it to Ula Ula Meadow. I noted that riding Sharpedo feels like a uh, Wave Racer 64. Oh, my gosh. It feels great. Wow. It's I- a really smooth, like, really comfortable maneuvering. Comfortable ride? Yeah, I haven't it's thought great. about I love that it. game, or is it... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like the, je- the jet ski Pokemon. The jet ski Pokemon. Is before we get to the meadow, is anything of importance going through here? Uh, there's the Aether Foundation trailer, and inside are Dexio and Cinna. Yep. Who tell you about the Zygarde thing? Yeah, and I was really for, interested about this, mer- and then I started asking, and then Steve was like, "Don't worry about it." So now I'm kind of sad, but like it was saying, you found enough. Corey thing. It's pretty to much just do whatever, and I didn't know an what they're talking to about. Assembling your Zygarde cores yeah. into a Zygarde, like uh, like assemble assemble and separation or something. Yeah, yeah. So you can assemble a Zygarde from just cores, or you can assemble a Zygarde from an, a Zygarde that you already own and cores to make a more powerful Zygarde. But if you make like the dog Zygarde, you can then break the dog Zygarde back apart. Yes. Yeah. Using the separation, so break it back down into I cells. Make one now, I mean, you don't really. You're probably not going to use it. To I mean, be honest, I mean, Zygarde's such a mystery to me. I just want one. <laughs> I mean, you technically I mean, you get have one. one. Yeah, you. you I just definitely have... just built it from the like ten percent of the you, cells that. Yeah, I Yeah, you just have all its cells. But... You have one. You just haven't put it together. Oh, I see. It's like buying a pack Pokemon of Legos. Legos. Yeah. Whoa. it is pretty much because then you get the cores too, which then teach the Zygarde moves. Oh, man. Yeah. You're creating your own Pokemon, pretty much. Uh, yeah, he, the science Pokemon, which is actually now dubbed the Lego Pokemon. Yeah, the Lego, Zygarde the Lego Pokemon. Uh, Ula Ula Meadow has the Flamingo-looking... Oracoro. Oracoro. Or- oh, my gosh, I was so excited. Where you can get that different form of nectar from that area. Yep. Uh, there's also, like, a, an abandoned stadium slash area off to the side that you can't do anything with. Yeah, I didn't get to that yet. I'm assuming that's where like the le- one of the legendary Pokemons gets summoned. Where? Wait, was that to the right? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was to the oh, right. Okay. You can either go north or right. I think I went and I was like, this isn't where I'm supposed to go, so I didn't go any further and I yeah. just turned around. It's just like a giant empty coliseum slash stadium. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think probably mine and Micah's had like the moon symbol on the ground. So I'm assuming in Irene's game, there's a sun symbol on your ground. I honestly don't even remember. I'm pretty, it. yeah, I'm pretty sure we have the moon symbol. Okay. Uh, it's like I think this was the point where it was kind of like a mad dash to not really a mad dash, but like I was pretty eager to finish on getting through the story. And Ula Ula Meadow eventually ends up uh taking us to a police station that has a bunch of meowth in it, if I yes. recall. Yeah. So there's a guy outside. Yep. T- uh, Tell me about it. Team Skull Grunt. Okay. And he says something along the lines of that he doesn't really want to fight. No, I thought, was this the person? Yeah, he didn't want to fight. Hey, do you want to fight? And then he was like, no. Or it was like. Yeah, he says he doesn't like fighting and he's, he's in Team Skull it, because so- it. He won't have to fight because people are just intimidated by yeah. the idea of him being in oh, Team okay. Skull. Yeah. 
And he's at when you go into the to the police station, it's evident that he's really just a cat person. Like he owns a ton of meows and he's caring for them. He has beds for every single one it's of really them. Cute. He's got food dishes for every single oh, one of them. Oh, because the and, police station is also like abandoned. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, this whole area is is very team grunt heavy. And we end up going to well when you learn that the young goose is stolen, you're told that they probably took the young goose to a place called Poe Town. Yes. They said that's where our team, gr- team Skull's hideout is, and that you got to go back to Poe Town to get the young goose back. Uh, this area is, is, is very heavily flooded with grunts, and you eventually make your way to Poe Town. And Potown. I remember there were lots of foreboding messages from people too. They're like, yeah. "Ooh, you shouldn't go there. Like, why would you go there? That's a mistake. Like, please yeah. don't." I I like that Potown is actually like an old town that is completely run down. Yeah, and it's it, been just abandoned. Yeah, and it even goes to the the the, the ex- boarded up places. The extent that the Pokemon Center is is up and working, and a Team Skull grunt will like heal your Pokemon for ten yes. Poke dollars. They'll Which, charge you, but they'll heal them. I feel yeah. like they should have charged more. Yeah, they're really undercutting that market. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, I feel like they're not getting enough business to charge that <laughs> low. But when you're approaching it, though, you see the big gate, and then you get approached by an old man who doesn't reveal his identity to you and he looks very tired but not wearing team skull stuff not wearing team skull stuff he's just like hello and he's like do you want to go in here are you sure and i remember i accidentally said no and he was like okay go home or something (laughs) (laughs) he was like okay and like come back later or come back he does say if you don't make it out i'll make sure that your remains make it home which is pretty terrible if it if you don't make it i'll be sure your remains at least get back home all right. Yikes. But he's not a part of Team Skull. No. Okay. I don't At remember least that not that well. Seemingly. I feel like I remember it only to the extent of like once you go in you can't come out till you're done kind of thing. I just felt like he was like you stupid idiot. Like why would you go in here? Yeah, well, he said he says like I'll let you in, but or to me this is know. almost like the the when you when you move the poster in the casino to hit the button. Yeah. And you're like, "Okay, well you're going in." You're like You're going in the headquarters. Right. So that's what it reminded me of. It's also raining at this point. At least it was for me. Yeah, it was raining. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Real gloomy and So you go in and it's it's littered with team grunts. Team team grunts. Team, team grunts. Skulls. You grunts. said that earlier too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it, guys. Uh some are willing to battle, others are not. Yeah. And this leads to a mansion in the back. I thought the first barricade was funny because you walk up and there's two grunts and they're like we're not letting you in you'd have to find a way to get around around the side and come through through a hole in the wall and they're like how did you get in (laughs) and then they battle you at that point you get to the back and you get inside the mansion and again there are more team skull grunts and i have to say this is the first time i'm annoyed at how many battles are in a row yeah. Like not only are there a handful of battles outside the wall, but there's a handful of battles inside Poe Town, and then there's a handful of battles inside the mansion. Yeah. And this is like the first time out of like the entire game that they just keep throwing battles at you. Well, and you're in the bad guy's headquarters. Yeah, yeah. you are, but... Not it, supposed to be easy. At, <laughs> le- at least when you were seeing Team Skull earlier, you had like 
they weren't using the same Pokemon. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, I feel like you all have Golbats or like, yeah. mix it up, guys. Come on. Like, There's a lot of really funny instances in this. In the house? Just in the area in general, though. Like off to the side of the shady house before you actually go in, there's on the uh, like outside of the gate, there's a guy waving. Yeah. And he says like, doesn't that guy see me waving? We're I like, don't understand what he's dating. doing. And then when you go in and talk to the other guy that he's waving to, who's waving back, he's like, I don't understand why he's waving at me, but I'm just waving back to it. <laughs> oh, I thought that I thought that one of them said, like, doesn't he realize that we're being invaded right now? Or oh, something yeah, like something that. Like that. And it's like, what? It's really funny dialogue. I also noticed that they're not really dancing anymore. Uh, mm. uh they kind of have their you know, Some of them are, but there are like grunts that are like laying on the floor, just yeah, and they're yeah, just out. hanging out. Or there are like a lot of grunts that are just like, yeah, we're just here, like leave us alone. Yeah, like we're. Whereas it's almost like when you see a team skull grunt outside of their element, they're they're very hard pressed to like impress you or to like show you up or to like prove that there's some sort of a threat. Yeah. But now that you're here, you you see them just living their normal life of here's graffiti everywhere here's like the stuff we stole here's this rundown place but this is where we live yeah yeah it's it's like it the area that's been separated from the rest of you know like this is their space and they got their space but then they kind of just ran it down but it's theirs because right you know and we see that more in the mansion of like how there's just a room full of beds pushed together or how there's yeah the mansions also run down on the inside but they they still consider it like their home base area right. so besides being battle fatigued there's a little bit of a puzzle inside the mansion uh it's pretty much that there is a grunt uh blocking the entrance to the last room and you need to get passwords scattered across mm-hmm. uh did you guys struggle with this challenge i found the first paper with the password on it and then i found a second one and i was like okay well which one's the right password yeah uh i because i i went through each room and then i was just like looking at stuff and then i wrote down all of the ones that i got because i was like i don't know which one they're gonna ask me so i'm gonna write this down and then i also uh had written down like the if you're if you're a real team skull person like you know how to hold on i wrote it down you know how to say no. Remember, a true Team Skull member always butts heads and answers with a hearty no. Yep, butts heads and answers with a hearty no. <laughs> so, yeah, so I wrote all of that down. So by the time I got to the top, it wasn't like I went to the top and I was like, oh, no, I need to get codes. Like, I had them all. Yeah, oh, okay. I did too. So I got to the top and I missed one. Okay. I missed the one that was, like, tucked under the desk. I got the one in the kitchen and I got the one in the empty, I think it was the the stuffed animal room. With look like all the stolen stuffed animals yeah. they had. I missed the one that was like kind of tucked under the desk. It was the harder one to see, but they asked the first question, which is I think like what is his what is the boss's move of choice? Speed up, beat up, yeah. So I got yep. that, and then it said, "What's the boss's favorite Pokemon?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know, but I bet it's that big Wimpod." Yeah, I was like, "I bet it's that." And yeah. then it was like, "And what's then his favorite drink what's his favorite, what's his favorite drink, which is Tapu Coco. Coco." Yep. And I was like, "Okay, I got that." And then. 
are you ready to enter? Yes or no? And I hit yes. I, I did too. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, you, you're not in. And I was like, I got the answers right. What the? And I was like, oh my gosh. But but see, for me, I, I caught myself as I was hitting yep. yes. I was like, oh, I yep. should have hit no. Yep. Yeah. So I went back Busted. and I was, so I was like, I'm just going to strong arm my way in. Like it has to be one of the three Pokemon, right? Because uh, I didn't get that slip. Oh, uh, I see. So I, I went see. back and I was like, oh, it's Wimpod. And then it still didn't let me in. I was like, all right, trial of elimination. It's the last Pokemon. So I answered all the questions. And I was like, oh, no, you still don't have it. And I was like, these are all the possible answers. <laughs> so I went back and I found the note. And it says. Answer with a hearty no. Note. Pretty- not that one. It, it says his favorite Pokemon. Oh, yeah. No. The, the note. Yeah, because the, the no thing is with Tapu attached Coco. to another note. It's with right. Tapu Coco. Yeah, and yeah. I got that. That was the first note I got. My problem was I kept saying yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was really clever. Yeah. In the way of like, oh, of course. It was pretty funny. There was some like insight to Guzma in talking to the other grunts inside the mansion. Like one of the things, and this is actually goes back to what we were talking about in the previous episode about Guzma and what his role is with the grunts talking about the bully mentality and how he, you know, the other bullies look up to him because they'll listen to whatever it is that he's saying because they admire him, whatever. Yeah. He told the grunts, or at least what the word is around the mansion, around the the Team Skull headquarters, is that he never got a Z-ring because they didn't give him one as a handicap because he was already too powerful. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember that. Like, he's too powerful powerful already, so we're not going to give him a Z-ring because it'll make him even more powerful. Yeah. I can only assume that he's telling them that in the closed environment of Team Skull to make them think he's so much greater than he actually is. So, yeah, once you go through the door, you kind of just, like, walk outside and then back in the window... They just have this like it's kind of clever of this is this is our our way to prevent you from just walking up to the door. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and so you walk in and then it's like the elevators. Yeah. So you get to you get to the the last room where Guzma is and you see the young goose uh, hiding behind one of the grunts. Guzma is very impressed that you made it through everything and that you're here. And so he challenges you to a battle. Is this battle? Two with Guzma? Yep, it's yeah. just it's the second one. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so I think a pretty straightforward battle. I think he has one more Pokemon than before. Uh yeah, this was another one where I just wrote We battled. Yeah, he says some funny things. Yeah. I thought that the first, I thought the introduction to him was a lot more interesting. Like this interaction just seemed to be like, Oh, this Pokemon's here and I have to beat you so I can get it. Like it didn't seem like it wasn't that interesting to me. What gives insight to what kind of a leader he is? Like yeah. he yells at the gr- his grunt. I mean, I guess to the- relinquish the yeah. young goose. He makes fun of you for trying to help the kids, which was another thing that's kind of like speaks to that bully mentality. And then after you beat him, he like he relinquished that gonna- Pokemon really fast. I was like, oh okay. Yeah, he like yells at the grunt to give it up and then he tells you that he's gonna eventually he's gonna beat you up regardless of who whose help he needs to beat you up he's very disappointed in himself yeah like when he loses and i think he says that the first time he loses he's like oh guzma like 
Yeah. Yeah, he's real frustrated at <laughs> yeah. his own abilities. Uh, yeah, I, it is it, it feels like it's that bully mentality of like he beats himself up and then like quickly leaves, right? Cuz what yeah. el- what what else is he supposed to do? He's not going to like congratulate you. He's not going to Yeah. He's doing that classic projection of he's mad at himself so he gets real mad at his grunts. So yeah, you you get you get the young goose. Uh you're able to take it back at this point. There's a chest next to his throne. And then you get the buggy and you, MZ. Yep. Oh, yep, yep. You get that was the other MZ. thing too that they were all collecting the like shards of the the buginium Z or whatever crystal. Was that chest full of just bug buginium yeah. Z? Yeah. I well, it looks like it, but I I I don't know what the. I, I guess, guess I didn't so. really think of that. I remember seeing the chest, but I didn't like think that it was Z crystals. Yeah, it's just a I ton of Z crystals. Oh. But how many Z crystals are there in this universe? Just endless, I guess. Ah, just they're just like gym badges, right? You just get impressed. Yeah, you just get a whole get impressed over that. chest of them and pass them out. Amazon, they sell them, you know, five hundred for a couple couple hundred bucks. Yeah, you get a nine pack for twenty bucks. Yeah, that's, that's, what the, that's what the Poke Center is charging ten bucks for. <laughs> Every time they heal your Pokemon, they can order another Z crystal. I I gotcha. I see. Uh, right. you got you guys sat in the throne afterwards, right? Yep. Yeah. It's a I, funny little interaction, like not necessary at all, but kind of funny. Yeah, the a grunt comes running in to like tell you an issue, and he then says, "Hey, but wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> you're not the boss." <laughs> He actually says, you're not the boss of me, as he runs out. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah, it was a really cute interaction. I yeah. thought that, was there someone else that was like, oh, I thought it was interesting that you beat the boss or something. Yeah, yeah. There was someone that said that at some point. Yeah. And then I used an escape rope to get out, because I was like, I'm not going to walk down here. <laughs> <laughs> After now seeing Team Skull in their hometown, what Irene, what's your impression of Team Skull now? I mean, like, my original issue has not gone away so i mean i'm not like i don't love them like i still am bothered by the concept of them the b-boy stuff their entire presentation i'm just kind of like okay about do you like them more than you did in your initial impression i mean i don't know if light like like i'm not in love with them in general like i'm well, I'm still, I, I mean, think, I'm like, still, if you, if you no, ask- I know that, but I don't even know, like, I don't want to say yes to me liking them, because I don't even think that's, like... I guess, like, if I asked a 10-year-old that, I'm not saying you're, like, a 10-year-old, but if I asked, like, a 10-year-old or 11-year-old, like, hey, what's your impression on Team Skull? They're going to be like, oh, I hate them because they're the bad guys, right? They're not going to like the bad guys. I didn't like Team Rocket when I was a, a little kid. Well, this is where this got interesting for me, because initially I liked that it was kind of... A little bit more free and less serious than like the culty mm-hmm. bad guy organizations. I like that it was a lot more uh, simplified of a brand of evil. It wasn't really evil as much as it was just troublemaking. Yeah. And now, after this, I started to like them more because there's a lot of, there's a lot more layers to. Team Skull as a whole, and why they are the way that they are, why they're troublemakers, and things like that. And I feel like it's starting to peel it back, I guess. I mean, the the entire tone of being in Poe Town and being in the mansion is kind of sad. It's gloomy. There, Yeah, there's goofy moments. You get a sense of feeling bad for them, for feeling bad for 
their situation, I guess. I think it's interesting that we started off this series of me saying I got the impression that they were almost like skateboarders or or more of like troublemakers in the aspect of all they care about is like stealing and vandalism and they would be somebody who like just does graffiti for the sake of causing trouble and we don't even see any of that but maybe you know the stealing and stuff but when we get to po town it's very clear that that is who they are they're they're thieves they've clearly have vandalized and destroyed po town but then they also realize like oh this is our home yeah we can't go anywhere else right and it's almost less b-boy than it was when it started yeah i mean there's like definitely a kind of depressing tone to po town yeah, to me, it's 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 almost like they're putting on a, a persona when they're outside of Po-Town. Yeah, it's that vulnerability of exposing yourself more of yourself once the person that you're fighting against is in your backyard, rather than being out and being able to close off what your home is and what <laughs> you've, you know. Right. Yeah, so I, I get where you, where you said you're feeling bad. I actually, let's let me try to relate to this. The Simpsons again, without getting off. But you see that with Nelson a lot. Nelson is the the one of the primary bullies in The Simpsons. Yeah, gets his way. The very ha ha, make fun of everyone. I'm better than you. But when you see Nelson go home, you see that you know he doesn't have a dad. Mom's never there. He lives in this run ta- run down trailer park. Yeah, like he doesn't have much. And you almost feel bad for Nelson of like, oh, you don't really have anything. Yeah. And that's exactly the presence they're, they're giving you with Team Skull of like, when they're outside, they're bullies, they're in your face, they're, they're doing their dance moves, they're yo, yo, yo. And then you see them uh, in their presence and it's less yo, yo, yo. And it's more like, hey, just whatever, we're here. Yep. Cool. Leave us alone kind of thing. Uh, they seem to talk about themselves more too and. You know, in the instance of like the guy outside of the cat house and saying that he doesn't want to fight, and the reason he joined Team Skull was so that he wouldn't have to fight because you know it's intimidating and things like that. Um, and some of the people in the actual mansion kind of opening up to you more, even though you're their rival and you're in their base, like they st- they're still talking to you about like their personal feelings and i don't know it's a very very different experience i guess than what you're presented with of team skull up until that point if that makes sense i mean my thing is is that regardless of where we're at right now with team skull like i still have an issue with how they were portrayed in the beginning and and i still see elements of that and then i'm also kind of thinking about how it's like oh, it's kind of sad when you see when you're at their house. But then it's like, I mean, they're not at the end of the day. They're not good people. Yeah. But but then it's kind of like like you're equating certain behaviors and styles and stuff like that to being bad. And so it's like, okay, if these characters are like, okay, I'm going to do this because like, I think that'll make me look tough or bad. Like, it's like. Well, that's not. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a hard balance, definitely. But how uh, how, how else do you not make them one note? Because it's definitely the the Po Town is the other side of the coin. 
seeing them in their elements, it's making them less of what they were at the beginning of the game. Right. And it's also, I mean, you know, this is just this is just my impressions of it, but it's also kind of deeper social commentary on looking at things from the other side in that like using the example of Nelson in The Simpsons it's looking at things instead of saying this person is a bad person because they do bad things it's looking at things and saying this person is acting in this way but why are they acting in this way and then seeing what they go home to at the end of the day yep and how that affects how they act and i think that's where this becomes more of an interesting commentary with team skull than just they're the bad guys and they're doing dumb things cuz they're bad guys i mean cuz you could look at a you could look at a team like team galactic or team aqua or team magma and yeah. the 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 one note simple answer is they're doing what they're doing because they have been brainwashed by maxi or by archie or by the other guy that i cannot remember yeah that one <laughs> that one <laughs> and you see that when when those team leaders go those teams fall apart yeah and and who knows if guzma leaves maybe maybe those maybe team skull falls apart but it's hard to believe that because we see where they're living well that's we'll co- i don't want to depart from this quite yet because i feel like there's still a lot to talk about here but after you leave the mansion then the old man comes up to you and he's talking to you and he says a lot of team skull actually fled once guzma left or guzma left from potown that goes back to that idea that they're you know that you know quote thick as thieves that they admire guzma and they're gonna go with him wherever they go where in this instance guzma gets beat he runs off with his tail between his legs and a lot of them disband from their home, you know, like they, does that happen right away? He says that they're, that there's less of them around than there was oh. previously that they kind of hightailed it. That just seems like a very fast, like situation. Of, oh like- yeah. I mean, it's video games, so, <laughs> but I don't want to jump so far ahead that we're not still talking about Potown because I feel like there's. You know, we talked about this after the fact the last time that we talked about Team Skull. And I want to clearly say that I'm not pushing or forcing you to talk about it. But it's clear that there is more that you want to say about it. If you want (laughs) to say it, I think we both welcome you to say it. It's funny because we bring that up because the one episode we did, it sounded like we were like pushing Irene. Yes. But I that was probably just my editing because I was clearing up some stuff to like make the episode f- just so you, listeners don't hear like 5 seconds of silence, right? Right. So I cleaned it up and then I, in in retrospect it was like, "Oh, we're pushing Irene," but it, it wasn't It sounded aggressive. Yeah, but, but it wasn't well, it wasn't it wasn't like that at all. Yeah, there were a lot more pauses and stuff, I guess. Yeah, I cleaned it up and and we talked about removed. We talked about it before and we talked about it after and there was there was a mutual agreement that we weren't like trying to push Irene or like get Irene to say stuff. It was just Yeah. how I edited the episode didn't right. sound perfect in in comparison, but do you want to talk about Team Skull now or do you want to save it cuz there is more Team Skull stuff coming up? I mean, cuz I have a lot of notes on it and I'm just kind of like 
Yeah, I mean, I just like I feel like what I'm thinking about is yes, they're probably going through a transformation, but like I don't know if that negates, I guess, how I felt when I first saw them. Do you get what I'm saying? I do totally. Yeah. And this is where And so like I have an issue like so I think I can still state what my issue is and why that's an issue like why I was irritated about that mm-hmm. and I think I'll still be able to be like okay, well this is how I feel now but that doesn't mean that I still don't feel this about the beginning when I first did. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Can I ask you and this may put you in a better mindset to express what you're feeling. Okay. I want to ask you this because this is kind of how I feel about it. Do you feel like if the presentation of Team Skull was different initially, do you think that it would you would be able to accept and understand, not really understand, but appreciate the sort of social lessons that they're I, trying to teach with Potown. No, I totally understand it. Yeah. Like I like completely. Yeah. I just I, I guess in, I mean more in terms would of presentation like the initial pre I mean it's it's not that it cuz like I understand what they're doing and I I understand and I appreciate it, but like I appreciate that this is a thing that they're tr- that they're illustrating, but it's also just like you didn't like the first couple chapters. No, like I think I get what you're trying to say, and this is why I'm asking. That. Yeah, I understand. My initial impression of Team Skull was that it was kind of silly and goofy, and it was you know the the uh, b boy style, and it was something that's relevant especially amongst youth in japan and you know a lot of cultures korea but korea um now that they have introduced this element of the people that are of this culture the people that are representing this b-boy culture this hip-hop culture are in a situation of serious disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, I almost feel like if they had presented them as uh, having a different style or s- using something else as their stylistic gimmick, that I wouldn't have recognized or felt what I was feeling as yep. much as I was once I got to Potown. Yeah. Uh if I that feel makes like sense. Yeah. yeah, no it does. I feel like I need to kind of cuz I don't I realize that I haven't really like explained all of my original thoughts, so it's kind of like I'm trying to like elaborate on something that I didn't say yet. So like yeah. that's like where I'm getting stuck right now. Sure. Like when you when you initially see Team Skull, uh and you see how they move and how they talk and like all of that stuff. Um, I think that it triggers a reaction, so people are able to, so people make connections to th- to other things that they've seen that's similar to this. Right. So, 
so for some people, it's like thinking about Korean b-boy culture and stuff like that. And then for others, it's more of how uh, black culture is in the United States and how it's portrayed a lot of the time in pop culture. So Are you like like hip hop? Yes. Okay. So what bothers me about it is it's just it's really layered. So it's kind of like and it's also hard because it's like I've I've I see what they're doing now. So, but ugh. No, I get what you're saying. It's Yeah. Um because like it it doesn't because I'm thinking about how it's like okay, well when you think about like oh i'm identifying this and they're like black people that are like this or they're like x group that's like this and then later on when you're like oh like this is what life is like like oh like you know and i feel like that emotion is well intended but it can still be pretty detrimental because just because there isn't that much diversity in terms of how uh other groups are being like how you don't know what you don't know so if you are only seeing uh a certain stereotype of a group of people or something like that like and you have nothing to counteract that then you're probably going to just assume that that's how like that this is a correct portrayal of things and 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 I also think that People probably aren't even realizing that they're working off of or creating stereotypes um, because there isn't anyone to point that out to them. So it's like, oh, okay, we're going to do this. And it's just like, it's well intended, but it's like, there isn't, there isn't, there isn't a point for someone to be like, hey, like, this is something that you should see about why that this might not be okay kind of like representation through yeah. misrepresentation yeah and um the, w- the like another way that i think team skull has been handled too is that uh there's like a level of lightheartedness and uh casting aside and i'm think i'm talking about in terms of like even talking to people about team skull cuz it's kind of like oh well like this is just a video game these are just video game characters and stuff like that but then it like the thing that I was thinking about is like, it doesn't really matter what the medium is because it's still it's still effective. Like with with gender stereotypes and stuff, it's like, oh, like little girls, like you should be cooking in the kitchen, and boys can't cry because they can't have emotions and stuff like that. And it's like that can get parroted back because it's like, okay, well, this is this is what I see. This is how everything is. Oh, I cried and, a lot as a boy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, so it's kind of like hearing, oh, well, like, people know that this is a joke. Like, th- like, uh, like this t- shouldn't be taken seriously. And it's like, okay, but, like, what about the people that don't know that this is a joke? And they're just like, okay, like... Uh, they're just like, oh, okay, like these guys are the bad guys. And it's like when you're thinking about how similar this is to black American culture and later on seeing how it's like, oh, like their life at home isn't good and stuff. It's still to me being like, okay, well, like 
look at these people. They were acting like this, but like, oh, their home life like really isn't good. So like that must be how it is in real life for too. everyone who yeah. represents hip hop so culture. Yeah. So it's like right. this original thing isn't good. And then eat like the message at the end is well intended as well, but it's like but it, right. it's all in the same like package. Which is what so, I meant by yeah, if no, it were I, a different cultural reference, then I think maybe the message would have been not easier or better to I think it just would have taken on a different tone. Yeah, like I, I, and I'm just also just thinking about, uh, it's just really hard for references and just like actual uh, portrayals of, um, portrayals and like actual uh, illustrations, actual, I guess, yeah, portrayals of uh, marginalized groups in media is already very very small and it's not diverse in the sense of being diverse about diversity if that makes sense so it's like okay we're going to have like these people of color that are like this but we're only we're still gonna have uh, we'll have them but they're still going to hold these stereotypes so it's like but that's not good because it's like yeah that's great that like there's representation in that sense but it's it's almost like, okay, would you rather have them not be there at all or have them be there and have it be harmful, I guess? Yeah. Um, or not, not, not productive, but I guess not beneficial. All right, I want to back up a little bit because we talked about a lot. That is true. And I want to... <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's clear that this is not the last we've seen of Team Skull. I think we're going to see more of Team Skull. So I want to go back to Irene's thoughts and try to compile them into something that we can... A bit lo- more succinct. Sure, but something we can... We can <laughs> a package. We can look back on in you know four or five episodes and go, this is where Irene stood, right? I am very short. Y- no one's debating that. <laughs> um, but, okay, so let's just start with, with people. Uh, what are your thoughts? This is our second encounter with Guzma, not the last. What are your thoughts on Guzma? I thought that the interaction at the shady house was not that memorable. Um, he's he's okay. What I like about him as a character, and what I like about everyone as characters in general, is that all of their motivations seem realistic, and so like. Assuming that he's just upset that he wasn't picked as a captain Captain. or anything like that, like that isn't unreasonable. So I appreciate that about him. But in but like as a character, like okay, but like but those are those are things that I I want just to expand on that a little further. How do you like? He is the boss. He is he is the the end all to be all of Team Skull unless there's. He's the head honchcrow. But he he's your he's your Giovanni, he's your Lysander, he's your Maxi, he's your Archie. Do you think Archie that- Bunker? Uh, yeah, yep. well. There's a big gold comfy chair that he sits in on a Sharpedo submarine. Do you like him as a leader compared to those other leaders? I mean a Dave or a Heather or a Chris. <laughs> 
I mean, with my perception of how Guzma is, and I, I mean, I feel like all of the bosses are pretty misleading in terms of how they communicate with the rest of their teams. So, but I don't know, like Guzma's fine. I like, I'm not in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's your boy didn't win you over. No, but I thought of my gun and I said, oh my God. And I looked at you and that happened. It's your boy. I mean, you got pretty excited when he said that. I was like, oh my God. I know that it's your boy won Micah over. <laughs> it's your boy. So past, didn't take much. Past Giovanni is your favorite <laughs> bad guy. Uh, okay, so what about Big Sister? Any thoughts on her? I know you you said that you didn't have much of her the first impression. Still unremarkable. Still to me. unremarkable. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think up to, to she where hasn't we're really at done with much. her, she doesn't really like. I like. I, she just shows up and is like, "Leave my little brother yeah, alone." Yeah. But other than that, I don't think she did much. I don't think she's interacted with Gladion at all yet, or Guzma at all. At least that we've seen up to this point. Plumeria. Yeah. Yeah. Those two have never been in the same room. Okay, what about Gladion? Because he's the first non-grunt Emo member. Kid? Yep, the first non-grunt member you meet of Team Skull. Uh, you know, you may or may not be shipping him with How. I'm, I'm <laughs> unsure where where your ships exist here, but uh, uh, if we see something very dr- very drastic in in the last we recorded, where he is all of a sudden kind of on your side. I like him. Like he's, um. Yeah, he's fine. Like, he's fine. Like, I think that kind of funny in that emo kid way, but like, I don't know. I just think that his whole uh, warning, like in this part or the previous part about Cosmoc and all of that stuff, I don't know. I liked it, but I'd say that he's probably my most liked of member of this association. Team Skull. All right. I'm going to. Change that question to Micah, because we didn't get your thought. You hated. What's up? It's your boy. You hated Gladion when you first met him. Yeah. At this point in the game, I wouldn't. Hate's a strong word. You. I would you, say you, I was disinterested with him because in you've seen it before. To, yes. And where are you now? I I, I think we've. Se- I feel like I, I've seen message boards and I've seen Reddit that are like, "Oh, Gladion's boring because he's just silver. He's just this upset kid at the world." I don't think at any point in the game Silver was like, hey, maybe you should protect this person. So this is difficult because... He's finished the game. At the time of recording this, I've finished the game. Yeah, but and you, I'm sure you I'm trying remember. to put myself in a position where I'm recalling what my impression of Gladion was at this point. Yeah. That we're discussing. And I think at this point... I still was generally pretty disinterested in him. It changed my opinion a little bit when he starts to kind of turn on them and come to you and say they're, you know, the the whole bit about protect Cosmog yeah. and whatever. But that yes. still to me is doesn't change the fact that we've seen him before. Yeah, he's a very consistent type of character in the Pokemon universe. He's a he's an emotional, edgy <laughs> kid who's very beautiful. He's describing you're describing yourself at fourteen, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> edgy. Dyed my hair blonde and 
chopped half of it off and combed the rest forward and, <laughs> and then consistently hold your forehead eyeliner and yelled about I was gonna say something, but it it may be a we'll t- we'll touch on that All in right. a later episode. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, uh, so let's get to the 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 harder part, which is the grunts. Mm-hmm. And now you, Irene, didn't like them at all when you first saw them. Uh, I think first impressions go a long way. I think we've thrown that around either a lot on this podcast or off the record a lot. Uh, but you didn't seem like like the grunts because of you know the bebop and what they represent. The bebop. The bebop. The bebop and rocksteady. You know the kids bop that they that they rock out to. You didn't like. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> we now, you know, I've said that, I, and I don't know if I've said, I said it on air or off the air, we've talked so much about Team Skull in particular. Uh, we see two grunts in particular a lot. And, you know, the grunts that are uh, at the their very first totem, the grunts that are trying to steal the stop sign, which is actually kind of funny in retrospect. Um, and then we see a lot more grunts at Potown. Po and whether those grunts are, you know, the same grunts you see up to the point or you see grunts that are, you know, funny, like the grunts that are waving to each other or the yeah. grunts that are sleeping or the grunts that are leaving me alone or the grunts that are healing your Pokemon. Uh, it seems like there's more than just, you know, one type. Or maybe they're all just the bebop loving, dancing, the, the ones you don't like. They're just, you know, spread a little thin. But what are your thoughts on them now? Um, I guess right now where I'm at is I acknowledge the variety, I guess, and the difference uh, that is currently being shown, I guess, between seeing how uh, they live in Poe Town and all of this stuff. However, um, just because of so many of the issues that I've had with the initial presentation, and what Team Skull is representing. I don't know if the current... Or misrepresenting. Or misrepresenting. Um, I don't know if the current... If the current status quo... I mean, if the if where I'm at right now um, really changes my main complaint. Yeah. Like, I mean, I see... I see what they're doing but i don't know if it's a matter of liking them now or not because i'm pretty i'm pretty about it Mm -hmm. and and you've talked about why but uh i guess i have like two more questions one would be do you think that is do you think that when you when you complete the game that you can look back that you would look back and go they didn't do anything right with Team Skull. Or maybe to expand on that, you go, you know, this last part of the game really changed my mind. Or do you think that their overall message was just kind of tainted from the start? I think the last point. Because I, in general, I totally see the intention and what uh, the desired... I guess messaging was supposed to be, but like I still have to point out the parts that I'm not a fan of. I don't know if at the end, like I know I'll still be able to say 
oh, uh, like, okay, <laughs> but but I, I just don't, the initial thing is so important in terms of, I guess, impact. Like race, like important to like race, culture. I, in terms, in terms of impact, like on perceptions, for, especially for kids. Because if you're looking, if you're looking at Team Skull and you're thinking, oh, like people that talk like this and dress like this and move like this, like I know, like I see people like that, like down the street and stuff. And it's like, okay, well, when I see Team Skull, like they're bad. Like you're going to equate that with, oh, the people down the street are bad. And it's, on one level, like that's an issue. And two, even though I totally didn't even I feel like I'm answering a different question. Sorry. No, keep going. Um I'm following. I'm and, following. And and two, <laughs> even if even with the whole, oh, we're seeing this up in Poe Town and they uh They don't have it great. Yeah, and they don't have it great, then it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm still thinking about these people that talk and dress and act like this in real life. And now I'm like, oh, they have a they have it bad too. And that whole that They whole, have it bad, but they're still doing bad things. Yeah. But okay. even but I even, just want to try oh, to like get again, something that conversation clear. of what's causing them to do bad yeah. things. And is then, it this? And if that's the case, what is that saying about I think what you might be saying is if you look at it backwards of oh, they're in a poor slash slumish slash tore down area does that lead to stealing and vandalism and crime like if i see if i drive through you know the slums of milwaukee am i going to assume that all these people are thieves or vandalists or is that kind of what you're trying to there's a potential of like anyone being able to be because it's hard to pull yourself away from something that isn't right in front of you. <laughs> like it's like, "Oh, okay, I know this." And it's just like this. So, I'm just going to okay, like mm-hmm. uh <laughs> So yeah, like just like it just bothers me because I don't think that there's and I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but I mean, I probably am. But just because there isn't nearly as much positive evidence and yeah, evidence or examples of people that typically talk in um, AAVE, which is African American vernacular English, um, or dress a certain way, or do all of these things. Like I don't think there's enough examples. Ugh, I keep saying that um, of that type of person, quote unquote, acting in ways or doing things that are good. Good. And acting in the same yeah, way that yeah. Team Skull is acting. Like, I think that it's just a lot of times where it's like, oh, okay, these, like, this group does these things and they're bad. It's never like, oh, this group looks like this and they do good things. So, just like, in general, that's why Team Skull bothers me. Like, I don't know if whatever happens at the end is going to affect all of the things that I'm I up to this point I'm thinking about and have issue with since the beginning okay all right last question I guess before we wrap up this episode uh, 
longer longer on Team Skull than expected, but I think <laughs> that I think that like we were talking about this before the show, but even when Micah and I saw like Team Skull stuff early on, we were like <laughs> pulling some collars. Like, well, I really hope they they don't mess this up. Right. So and I again, g- early on, I tried to again look at it from a perspective of positive intent and you know it is it is b-boy culture in japan or korea or but there's you know other aspects to that conversation that have come up and it it doesn't do away with that initial gut reaction of this might be distasteful you know and i think okay so this question is more coming from Again, something that was talked about off air, but I think it's kind of well known if you follow video game culture pretty heavily or closely or whatnot. But uh, Japan's not good at, at at a lot of things when it comes to like cultural appropriation or or trying to get you know trying to satisfy everyone, and we see that a lot in just their games of you know they might stay away from problems that the u.s might be suffering from or even like great britain or uh other problems like gay people or bisexual people or just maybe black people in general or mexicans or just other races because japan is you know in its own shell did i say that all right micah yeah i think so i mean (laughs) yeah there's a long conversation there but yeah yeah. we don't have to make it longer but there is a without creating an umbrella statement there is a level of pre-existing and still existing xenophobia within japanese popular culture and i'm not saying all japanese game no. studios do that but i think a good one that we can point to is like square enix is very is arguably one of the, the largest <laughs> yeah they're very afraid to pull that trigger or to tackle those issues right. or to even mention stuff like that well, uh, off air too we had cited you know i cited as an example, Final Fantasy 13, which wasn't that long ago, and the only person of color in that game being Saz, who is a black guy with an afro who has a little chocobo living inside of his afro. Like, that's, you know, not maybe quite as forward thinking as <laughs> you would hope that a company would be that size. Yeah, and I, I don't think anyone's going to argue that what was shown in Town doesn't necessarily like what was shown in Po Town definitely is a talking point. I think as far as the story goes, but I think the overall idea of Team Skull is a talking point in and of itself yeah. culturally for outside culturally for yes. outside of the confines the confines of the story of the game yeah because yeah. i feel like i feel like i'm getting lost in answering about how as a player i feel like how i feel about team skull compared to as a person and me <laughs> how well, i yeah. feel well, I mean, about the, the, how, this is these are our journeys so like if yeah. if if Somebody can listen and disagree, or somebody can listen and have a totally different experience, right? Yep. And that's why I want kind of your take on it, because I think, I mean, at least my take is I I like everything Team Skull has done from a uh, bad guy team, just because I think it's interesting, and I think it's 
more forward moving than than teams we've seen in the past and i i have complained about team flair enough and and whatnot and well and we that that's a smaller part of a larger conversation that we were discussing and that the game as a whole is a lot more forward thinking yeah than the majority of at least even specifically talking about Pokemon than any other game in the series, it's yeah. a lot more forward thinking. So yeah, so my apologies because this this question had had a lot of setup. But uh, the question is, would you rather? Are you okay? Are you satisfied? Are you accepting? Uh, what are your thoughts on what Game Freak did with Team Skull? And the follow-up would be, if you if you are okay with it, or if you're not okay with it, again, totally how you answer, uh, do you want to see them go in that direction in a future game, or do you want them to take a step back and just, just give me the boring one-note villain? Like, not address it versus yeah, I progress get, with it? I Is get that what it. you're saying? Right, yeah. Like, yeah. give me the one-note that doesn't touch on social commentary. Or just outside issues, or give me something, give me the issues. Yep. And I think I think what you've expressed throughout the show is they didn't do it right. Yeah. No, like I appreciate the effort because I think that if people don't try their or express an idea or a thought or anything, there's no way to get feedback on it. Because, like, if no one knows about it, then nobody knows about it, so no one can say anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I think that the fact that they were like, well, we want to do this, so we're going to make... Because I see their point, and I like that they stuck their neck out with this, but I also, I guess, feel... I mean, not even like privileged or honored or anything, but like I like that right now I can be able to give uh, my thoughts on this because I think it's important. And like and potentially if there are other people with similar thoughts and stuff like that and Game Freak is able to see that, then they're able to adapt and change and learn for the Maybe in like Gen Ten, but like <laughs> eventually, but like, but you know, Pokemon but, games come out every three years. Three years yeah. is a long time to yeah, you know, b- but like, some the, some thoughts. Yeah, but like, <laughs> th- like I maybe not the execution, but like I think that yeah, the in- the intention I appreciate. The execution needs some work, but I mean, how are they supposed to know that if they didn't try it all? So I would rather have them try something different and get feedback or than uh doing the same old thing and having people just be like discontent and be like we want something else but we don't know what it is but like we want something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Right. Those are my thoughts. Especially with something that I think maybe has progressed as a norm for a long time you can't change the behavior if you don't address the behavior i guess and if that behavior is being addressed even though in this instance there are a lot of things that were done wrong at least 
it's a stepping stone to improve it later because if we're not having these conversations about what they did wrong, then they're they not going to know they did, not anything, know they did yep. anything wrong. Yeah. So you'd rather have them attempt to tackle it with good intention instead of pulling what a Final Fantasy does where <laughs> they don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, and I mean, I think... And, and in, who knows, Final Fantasy fifteen comes out like next week, so maybe they do address it, but... You never know. Knowing Square Enix's history that... Everything we've <laughs> seen so far suggests otherwise, but you never know. Yeah, like, I think in the, like, in the long game, long con, I don't know. The long con. Like, I think that it'll have effects, like, good effects later on, but right now, I still see those current effects that can be negative. But, I and, mean... And you're talking specifically with the grunts and stuff. Yes. Because as when we laid out, obviously Guzma and and Gladion doesn't they don't talk or act like the grunts do, and that's but I think that's also an issue too because it's like oh well, like the people that don't talk and act like these other ones are either not a part of Team Skull or they're higher up, like or they're more important, and that in itself is also another issue. But well, there can only be one. It's your boy. And that's Micah. And that is Micah. <laughs> you <damn> right. <laughs> it's I, your boy. I guess that's where we end the show right there. <laughs> I had something else I was going to say, but I completely blanked on it when I <laughs> went um and then lost my train of thought. If I remember by the next time, yeah. then I'll bring so it up. So what but. we'll do is we'll end the episode here. We, uh, we get the young goose back from Guzma, and we got to return it yes. back to the ether house. Did we talk like we talked to the old guy, but did we say who he was? Yes. I thought that he was Acerola's Acerola's uncle. And I wrote down his name, but my computer it's died. It's Na- Nanu or Nanu. Yeah, it's Nanu. Yeah. Or Nanu. Is it, it uncle um, or dad? Uncle. It's uncle. Okay. And I and was like, huh. She actually shows up while yeah. you're talking to him. Yeah. He does look around and notice that Team Skull, some of Team Skull scattered. Obviously, some of them are there because as you're leaving, you can see that like the guy on top of the truck is still there. Yeah, doing whatever he's doing, waving, waving. That was the dude by Just the waving. hedge. And yeah, Acerola comes up and calls him Uncle Nanu or Nanu. I don't know how the correct pronunciation. Yeah. And she says that he was a great po- or is a great police officer and. At this point, they don't say it, but I'm assuming that he was the police officer of Poe Town before it was taken over. It was overrun. Yeah. I thought it was funny. That's what I assumed, too. Because there was some dialogue, and he was like, she, because uh, Ace Rola was like, oh, like, you do such a good job project- protecting this town. And then he was just like, the rent's cheap, and no one wants to be here because yeah. Team yeah. Skull's here. Yep. And I was just like, you grumpy old man. <laughs> he seems all right. Yeah, so we'll leave off there. Uh, at that point, you're supposed to go back, like I said, to the Ether House, yeah. where we left off with uh, Lily and and whatnot. But so we have to give the young goose back to back. the little kid. Yep, that is where I'm at. Okay, perfect. So we'll go. We'll be back. We'll take a break there. Uh, when we come back, we will be talking. Well, I can't even say what we're going to be talking <laughs> I have about no next. Clue. Ooh, uh, suspense.
I can tell you there's not a trial coming up. There's something else. Oh man. But if you something else. If you played a Pokemon game, it, you probably know what's 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 happening at this point. It's like the it's the same kind of Hey, we need to wrap up this story before you finish your Pokemon journey, and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. So uh we'll we'll figure it out together. Uh if you want to follow Irene on Twitter, it is at Devin Carrots. If you want to follow it's your boy on Twitter. That is at Micah the Brave. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's, it's dragging dragging a lake. Otherwise, you can follow the podcast on Twitter. Do not be shy to send us your thoughts and experiences of the game. I love to hear them uh, at Pokemon Podcast on Twitter. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are something super else. Tired. <laughs> it's something else. <laughs>